A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. Working together for stronger, healthier This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. What a beautiful weekend weather-wise around the state of Wisconsin. And I sincerely hope that you enjoyed it because it's changing starting tomorrow. Five minutes after five o'clock on a Monday morning. How you doing? Fabulous Farm Babe Pam Yonke here along with you as we get started on another work week. Like I said, hopefully you got a chance to clean things up around the barnyard over the weekend because tomorrow we may have a big change coming our way. For today, cloudy skies will still stay pretty mild. 38 is our expected high. Uh, Tonight into tomorrow morning, that's when things start to change. South-central Wisconsin, southeast Wisconsin's actually got a winter weather advisory in effect starting at about 6 a.m. on Tuesday, right on through into Wednesday. They're telling me now 6 to 11 inches of snow possible. South-central Wisconsin, southeast Wisconsin. 33 are expected high for tomorrow. With that kind of snow on the forecast, you know I'm glad I've got Stumach, our ag meteorologist, joining us live via Skype in about 10 minutes. Also up before 6 o'clock, well, they finally wrapped up their business at the state capitol. What got done as far as Wisconsin agriculture? Visiting with Jordan Lamb about that. And we also want to recognize all the award winners from Friday evening's Wisconsin Cattlemen's Convention in Wisconsin Dells. Plenty to cover. We'll get to it next. Recently, I moved to Wisconsin, and I decided that it was time to change up my insurance. And after a bit of searching, it was pretty obvious that I needed to go with Rural Mutual Insurance. This is Josh Gramlin from the Midwest Farm Report. Not only did I want a great rate and even better coverage, but I wanted a Wisconsin-based insurance company that protects and supports our Wisconsin farmers and agribusiness community. To find out what Rural Mutual can do for you, do what I did and go to RuralMutual.com. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. The largest organic conference in the country is again coming up right here in Wisconsin at La Crosse. This is Scott Schultz on the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. Caitlin, that conference always brings us something interesting. Those folks at Moses who present the conference bring interesting programs and projects. And this year, they're having some special awards. That's right, Scott. And this year they're doing a new award called the Changemakers. Those are going to be presented this Thursday at the conference just down the road from the Lacrosse Center. This is Caitlin Riley at the western end of the world's longest barn. And if you thought that we had diversity in agriculture, wait until you hear these stories. First up, we have Stephen Atchison. He's an Iraq war veteran from Blanchardville who didn't have a traditional start in agriculture. So he was pretty surprised to even be nominated. The largest organic conference in the country is again coming up right here in Wisconsin at La Crosse. This is Scott Schultz on the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. Caitlin, that conference always brings us something interesting. Those folks at Moses who present the conference bring interesting programs and projects. And this year, 
they're having some special awards. That's right, Scott. In fact, this year they have a new award called the Changemakers. Those are going to be presented this upcoming Thursday, the 27th. And that's at the conference just down the road from me at the La Crosse Center. This is Caitlin Riley at the western end of the world's longest barn. And if you thought that we had diversity in agriculture, wait until you hear these stories. First up, we have Stephen Atchison. He's an Iraq war veteran from Blanchardville who didn't have a traditional start in agriculture. So he was pretty surprised to even be nominated. I thought they had made a mistake, you know, not because I haven't done work, but right off the top of my head, I was like, well, there's got to be at least 10 other people I can think of that, you know, have been really active at, at pushing for some change, too. And, you know, it took a while just for it to sink in. And I guess that's just because I know very well the quality of farmers that attend the Moses Conference. To think that my first Moses Conference was in 2014 and now in 2020 and being awarded, I was just completely honored and humbled. You being an Iraq war veteran, which thank you for your service. And once you left the military, you started doing a lot of work in the organic industry and also trying to help veterans become organic farmers. Do you want to talk a little bit about that transition going from being in the military to starting peacefully organic produce? Well, I guess I'll take a step back maybe a little even further than that and just say that I do have a background in agriculture. and I grew up on a dairy farm in the Kettle Moraine area, kind of south of Fond du Lac. I had to move off the farm when I was about 12 or 13. Upon coming back from my deployment and getting out of the military, it was a, it was a rough transition. I mean, you know, my whole family and my whole life was in the military. And you get out and you realize really quickly that while there's a lot of uh, thank you for your services out there and a lot of people who mean well, there really isn't a lot of community-based support for veterans. You know, you have the VFW, you have the American Legion, and that's great. But when I got out of the military, I was definitely more of the anti-war sentiment. I joined an organization called the Iraq Veterans Against the War and spent a lot of the time right after getting out of the military organizing demonstrations and marches and just generally speaking out against the militarism. While that was great for my personal angst, if you will, to get some things off my chest and to figure out a lot about myself, I couldn't look around and see the impact that I was having. Impact in my community, impact in my own life. I had an opportunity after graduating with my engineering degree in 2013 from Platteville to, again, take a step back. And my partner, Steph, had introduced me to the CSA model of farming. She was a CSA member of a local farm. And we moved to Madison and, and joined a CSA farm ourselves and volunteered a couple days on that farm. And it was almost immediate after volunteering and working the fields there that that was something that I had really wanted to do or at least look into doing on a more regular basis. And so I started searching for just any kind of job that I could find on an organic farm in the area. And I ended up stumbling upon a farm that was owned by a veteran that had basically lost all of its management and employees leading up to the first week of CSA deliveries. So here I was, you know, no experience at all other than two days volunteering on an organic farm. Somehow got the job as manager of this CSA. You know, the first week in June was the first time I stepped onto the farm fields with weeds taller than me and <laughs> nothing but my smartphone and a bunch of hand tools. And the only thing I could think to do was to call on the other veterans that I had been organizing with and it had involved in Iraq Veterans Against the War with. And so two of them moved up from Chicago and one of them would come after work from Madison. Another one would drive up from Argyle to help out. And 
you know, after making a lot of mistakes throughout the season, we ended up really starting to get ahead of steam and producing a lot of the food for our CSA right off the farm. And so at the end of that 2013 season, the previous owner decided to kind of step away and gave my partner Steph and I the opportunity to take over ownership. What we had realized in that season by bringing all these other veterans out to the farm was that there was just a lot of camaraderie being built and a lot of healing that was happening by being productive and doing something that was helping our communities, being able to turn around at the end of the day and and actually seeing the real fruits of our labor. So going into 2014, Steph and I sat down and decided if we're going to do this, we're going to continue to incorporate veterans as much as we can, just based on how much we had benefited personally. So that's really what, what led us to starting Peacefully Organic Produce for the next three years. That's all we focused on was trying to get as many veterans out to the farm to experience the benefits that we had experienced. And then you made a transition from vegetable farming to co-founding the South Central Wisconsin Health Producers Cooperative. How did that come about and what kind of inspired that change in your life? So when I first got out of the military in 2008, I was on seven, maybe eight different pills every day. I had two back surgeries already from an injury I sustained when I was deployed. So I was dealing with a lot of pain and PTSD, anxiety, insomnia. So I was on all these different pills while trying to go to school full-time for my engineering degree, and it just wasn't working. I felt like a zombie most of the time, barely able to function. And that's when a classmate of mine introduced me to cannabis as a medicine. And slowly over the next few months, I was able to replace every single pill that I was on with cannabis. And I can have continued to do that since 2009. I've been relatively pill-free. Fast forward to the very first week of CSA deliveries in 2016, I found myself still dealing with that injury and having a third emergency back surgery. So I was laid up in the hospital the first week of CSA deliveries in 2016, which was pretty stressful. At the end of the 2016 season with my injury and then some issues with our landowner and renewing our lease, we found ourselves physically unable to farm and just without land. We had to make the hard decision to shut down Peacefully Organic and to use the former cliche, move on to some greener pastures. That led to me forming Wisconsin Veterans for Compassionate Care, which is a nonpartisan coalition of veterans from around the state that advocate for legal medical cannabis. So we go and meet with legislators and law enforcement and really whoever needs to be met with to try to push that issue forward. When the farm ended in 2016, I was asked, you know, Steve, what are you going to do now? And immediately I said, I think I'm going to try to get medical cannabis legal. That effort dovetailed really well into 2018 when the federal government legalized industrial hemp, specifically for CBD production. And because of my knowledge of uh, the cannabis industry and the cultivation of the plant, it paired very well with the cultivation of hemp. And so immediately I was like, well, this is a great way for me to incorporate a couple passions into one. You know, my passion for agriculture, my passion for helping veterans and medicinal cannabis could all come together with hemp. That's when um, my really good friend F.L. Morris and I decided to start going to a lot of events that were geared towards hemp in the state. And what we realized very quickly is that there were a lot of nefarious characters running around the state trying to take advantage of farmers who are already desperate to find profit. That's when we started asking around other farmers within our farmers union chapter if they wanted to grow hemp. And some of them were approaching us saying they wanted to grow hemp. And so naturally, we just decided to 
form a cooperative, a producer-led cooperative, and that's what turned into South Central Hemp. And so we're, I think, maybe a month to two months away now from launching our very own certified organic line of CBD products. Is this a place where you ever thought yourself a few years ago being at? And where do you hope to be in the future? You just got to kind of take opportunities as they come to you. And this was just one of those situations where it just felt right. And I felt like I could really be useful, even if I couldn't actively be farming myself, that I could still really help other farmers remain on their land, remain profitable, or at least try to be profitable by growing a new crop. I tried to grow 500 plants last year, basically in my front yard of our six acre rural property that we have. Even that little bit was very physically challenging for me. So the thought of throwing around bulb crates full of summer squash or whatever, going to four farmer's markets a week, I'm far beyond that point where I could ever really consider doing that kind of work again. So now I'm relying on my ability to organize the experience that I gained working with Iraq Veterans Against the War, the experience that I had in the military, my previous farming experience is kind of all culminating in this effort to form this cooperative and push forward this kind of new narrative about agriculture and working with the farmers union. I can't express enough how wonderful at least our chapter of the farmers union has been in terms of allowing me to really find my voice as an advocate. I mean, my full-time job is taking care of my almost eight-month-old newborn son, which is the best job I've ever had in my life. In fact, he's sitting down on the floor right now looking at me. So that's also why it was a little bit interesting to hear when I got the phone call from Moses that I was getting this award because I'm like, well, I'm not even actively farming at the moment. They said, no, that's exactly why we want to give this award to you. It's about people who are maybe not going to qualify for you know, lifetime farmer of the year awards, but people who are still trying to do things to push forward agriculture. And as now a recognized change maker, do you have any advice for others in the industry? Keep reaching for your goals. Keep waking up every day and figuring out ways to move forward. Don't get stuck. It's really easy right now with the, with the shape of agriculture in our state to just kind of become a recluse and feel sorry about the situation you're in. But there's a lot of organizations out there that want to help and want to look for ways to make a better future for our rural landscape. Become active, you know, find an issue that you're passionate about and just keep pushing towards it. Thank you, Stephen. And once again, that's Stephen Atchison of Blanchardville, a change maker and one of the first to be honored with that title at the Moses Organic Farming Conference. And leading up to that conference, we will hear from the other individuals selected as change makers. And just a reminder, that's going to be at the Lacrosse Center. It starts Thursday, February 27th, and it goes through Saturday. From the western end of the world's longest barn in Lacrosse, I'm Caitlin Riley. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Say, have you heard of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation? Yes, it's a grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for a number of money-saving member benefits on equipment, autos, travel, and insurance. Get more details at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Mutual insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. As a proud sponsor of the WIAA, they care about your community like you do. They believe the communities that support their athletes are the true champions. Visit ruralmutual.com slash WIAA to learn how they support high school athletics. Rural Mutual Insurance. 
Keeping Wisconsin strong. How is it that we can have smokers' lines without ever smoking? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Smokers or lip lines can occur not only because of smoking, but other factors such as talking, drinking from a straw, genetics, and age-related fat loss. The most simple and effective treatment for this problem is a combination of dermal fillers such as Juvederm, which can smooth and fill those fine lines as well as hydrate the lips. Also, a neuromodulator such as Botox can be used in small amounts to relax those pursing muscles. At Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie, this treatment results in a natural, more youthful appearance of the mouth and often lasts a year or longer. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. If you need to know about farming, then you need to know Pam Yonke. This is the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. All right, 521 now on a Monday, and I'll tell you right now, the weather very manageable, but things could be changing for south-central, southeast Wisconsin. Stumach, ag meteorologist joining us. It figures. I knew it was too nice over the weekend. Felt like we were right on the verge of sw- of spring, and now we got a little taste of winter coming back around, huh? Just a little bit coming back. You're right, Pam, and I think you know, we're going to talk about some precipitation. The The sweet spot in Wisconsin is the far southeast part of the state. In fact, already on Monday morning, a winter storm watch is in effect from noon Tuesday till 3 p.m. Wednesday for the far southeast part of the state. Rock, Walworth, Racine, Kenosha, Milwaukee, and Ozaukee County, uh, Washington County, is Rockasha County, excuse me, also included in that. And going to be too heavy. Low pressure is strengthening in the central U.S. and it will head east and northeast up toward Indiana. Could even make its way toward far southern lower Michigan as we head into early Wednesday. And it's that low being that close to southeast Wisconsin. It'll wrap some snow in a couple of inches in that far southeast part of the state, uh, even for our western periphery, if you will. Otherwise, the cold air is going to build in behind that, and we get that wintry feel really starting to show up by midweek. I'll have forecast details right after this. Say, have you heard of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation? Yes, it's a grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for a number of money-saving member benefits on equipment, autos, travel, and insurance. Get more details at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, a vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Wisconsin's number one farm insurer can protect your dairy operation from unexpected declines in revenue from milk sales. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more or talk to your local agent about how dairy revenue protection can fit into your risk management plan. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. All righty, Stu, what uh, more can you tell us about this snow coming in? Well, it's going to be still fairly mild today. How about that? This Monday sounds just fine, but skies will become mostly cloudy. Oh, partly sunny to mostly cloudy. How about that? Very upper 
upper 30s, almost 40. The northeast winds about 5 to 10. In the south and east, a slight snow chance late tonight. Cloudy skies. We drop in the upper 20s or very low 30s. Northeast winds 5 to 15. Cloudy tomorrow. A little snow, especially in southern and eastern Wisconsin. Breezy, cooler. Oh, about 34, 35 degrees. Northeast winds 10 to 20, gusting to 30. Some snow overnight Tuesday, lasting into early Wednesday. Again, the south and east, cloudy skies, about 29, upper 20s Wednesday. North winds 10 to 20. I think Pam, Madison, Beaver Dam, Fond du Lac, and Oshkosh, an inch or two, and it probably will be heavier right down into the southeast part of the state. And everybody else, just a little bit of light snow. All right. Thanks, Stu. Stumach Ag Meteorologist with those weather details. And right now, it's not a bad way to wake up around the state starting off in lacrosse where you've got clear skies 23 degrees mauston you're clear in 25 beaver dam clear in 25 fond du lac clear in 25 at the airport in madison currently clear skies 27 degrees so definitely not a not a difficult way to wake up on this february morning coming up after 5 30 we'll recap all the action and the winners from the wisconsin cattlemen's convention on friday this is the farm report with pam yonke Electric cars are great, good for the environment, save fuel costs, and frankly, they are pretty cool. When planning to purchase your electric vehicle, contact EverReady Electric to evaluate your power source for your charger so you're ready from day one. Before our family became electricians, we were busy farming. That's where we get our EverReady work ethic, everreadyelectric.net. When it comes to electric vehicles, as always, we're EverReady. Are you planning to raise soybeans but are concerned about yield-robbing diseases such as white mold and sudden death syndrome? A complete management plan starts with Heads Up Seed Treatment. Cost-effective and compatible with other treatments, Heads Up triggers the plant's natural defense system, creating an immune-like response to help your soybeans fight off invading disease pathogens. Ask your local seed dealer or co-op for Heads Up today. For more information, visit HeadsUpST.com. Again, for more information on Heads Up Seed Treatment, visit HeadsUpST.com. Soil needs plants to stay healthy, just like plants need soil to survive. Nature thrives on forming connections. Farmers thrive on forming them too. With Indigo Marketplace, we're setting out to connect every farmer with every buyer, making it easier to find a market for the things that make your farm unique. Visit indigoag.com questions to find out more. Indigo. From questions, we grow. Have a great time with family and friends at the entertainment environment in the golf suites at Vitense Golfland. Have fun while you watch Packer and Badger football games in your private golf suite. Relax in comfortable chairs and bar top tables as you enjoy food and drink items off the signature hole and grill bar. Served by friendly waitstaff. Top Tracer is available in every bay of the golf suites. Point Games Played Like Darts is an awesome game for any level of golfer, even new players. Watch, eat, practice, and play in the golf suites at Vitense Golfland. Battles aren't won solely on the field. That's a common misconception. Battles are won within. Over enemies of fear. Enemies of doubt. In that place where promises are kept. Promises to oneself. This is a physical training event! Promises to one's community. Healthy people move debris out of their house. Promises to one's country. 
In the heart of every Marine, you'll find a promise. A promise forever kept. A promise of battles won. Confusion ever someone or have sudden you trouble had speaking, understanding? Understanding trouble? Have you sudden have or speaking someone ever confusion? Have, have you, you ever, ever had, had sudden confusion, confusion trouble speaking, speaking or, or understanding, understanding someone? someone? It could be one of the five signs of stroke. Sudden weakness or numbness of the face, arm or leg. Sudden trouble with vision in one or both eyes. Suddenly having trouble walking or difficulty with balance. Or a sudden intense headache that comes out of nowhere. If you or someone you know has any of these symptoms, don't wait. Call 911 immediately. You could make a difference in someone's life, someone you love, maybe even your own. It's late until wait. Don't too. Don't, don't wait, wait until, until it's, it's too late. late. Time lost is brain lost. Find out more at powertoendstroke.org. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. There is no reason to be intimidated by words like gold, diamonds, jewels. No reason at all, especially when you stop into Goodman's Jewelers, 220 State Street, same location they've been at for over 85 years because they haven't been in business that long by intimidating people. They've been in that business by having beautiful pieces at all price points, whether it be an engagement ring, a wedding band, a pendant, maybe even a necklace, birthday, anniversaries, so many different occasions to give such beautiful jewelry that is very affordable. And of course, they've got the bling bling, the shine and diamonds, but they also have a great selection of other exotic gemstones and a lot of the cuts that are super hot these days. They may have that traditional feel, that traditional customer service, but they also have the new modern looks of today. Stop in and take a look at their jewelry case. Talk to the staff. Find out what it is that they have and what it is that they can create. Go online, goodmansjewelers.com. Tell me more about Jonathan Lucroy. This uh, one of our listeners messaged it to Nellie and I. AJ messaged us this um, tweet from it was a Red Sox beat writer. His name's Chris Cotillo, and he said Lucroy says that Mike Fires told him of the Astros scheme two years ago. Said the Oakland A's called MLB and the league did nothing two oh. years ago about the sign stealing. And when Lucroy saw the athletic report drop in November, he thought, and I quote, oh boy. Nelly, what'd you think of that little report we got yesterday? Sounds like it runs deep. This is a multi-year thing. I mean, first they said it was just 2017. Yep. Then it's, didn't it go to uh, Boston because Alex uh, Cora? Cora. Yep. Then he, they said they were using, not to the full extent the Astros were, but they were still using and cheating. Yep. And now they're saying it could have been happening in 2019 with the Astros too. So how long does this really go? Well, according to Luke Roy and Fires, Three they, years? MLB knew about it two, three years ago and did Man, nothing. nothing. That's crazy. And now they're not punishing him now once it came out in the public. Yeah. Well, you know what this exactly sounds like? This is, this is the steroids uh, all over again. Yeah where they knew about it for years and they were reaping the benefits of these home run records and incredible baseball performances. And only after 
you know, the reports came out. Then baseball said, oh, yeah, we have a steroid problem. I mean, this this is exactly – go back for those people that weren't alive or if you were too young remember the, the mid to late 90s. Well, who and did? Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds and Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire. This is exactly how it came out. Who did uh, Robert Manfred work under? Uh, be Bud Selig, I would have. Who was the commissioner? (laughs) Bud Selig. Nelly, who was up for D-Bag of the Week this week? Robert Manfred. (laughs) I have a conspiracy theory about Rob Manfred, though. I don't want to do it now, but it's a good one. I can't wait. And I have one on Mark Adonacio. I think yours yours is a little different than mine, but we'll get him out there. Yeah, it is Friday, so if you have a conspiracy theory, a good week for... I mean, dude, with with this baseball thing, uh, there's got to be conspiracy theories all over the place, right? What did baseball know? When did baseball know it? Uh, How much did Rob Manfred really know? Did he think he's only reacting now because of the just the crazy reaction by fans, media, and really, to me, the biggest one, the players. That's where I think baseball's screwed and Rob Manfred's screwed because what do players always do? They always have each other's back, right? Always. All the union because it's all about solidarity and getting paid. You have all these superstar players going rogue and just bashing the Astros. I've never seen that before, so that's where... Baseball's screwed because if the players were like, we're not going to comment on, on it, you know, we're all part of the same union, uh, what they did was wrong, but we can't comment about it at this time. I get it. They're not, they're like, dude, we want the World Series title thrown out. The Astros, we all knew they were cheating. This is terrible. This is crap. Like, I can't believe how vocal the players have been, the other, the non Astros oh players been insane. have been. And the Astros players just seem smarmy and kind of like they just don't they get gotta it. go through the motions to try and like appease the public right but you have every you have Aaron Judge popping off you have Mike Trout never says anything have you ever even heard Mike Trout's voice like do you even know what Mike Trout sounds like I don't even I couldn't even tell you if you know <laughs> your sound bites of people right. you'd be like oh uh, yeah this is so-and-so this is so-and-so right if you were to hear a Mike Trout sound clip would you know no it's clue. Mike Trout no clue Mike Trout, what did, what did the commissioner say about Mike Trout a couple of years ago? He needs to be more marketable. He needs to market himself better. Yep. Mike Trout, who never says anything about anything, is out there popping off, talking about the Astros. He's even making waves. Aaron Judge, you have Lester talking. You have everyone talking about it and how much they despise what has gone on. LeBron James is even tweeting about it, about how wrong it would be for someone to rob him like if they knew something was going on like that. And the majors, you know what they do over it, Joe? Nothing. Rob Manfred yeah. called the World Series trophy a hunk of metal. That was his response to it all. Oh, who really cares? It's just a hunk of metal. It's insane. It's insane. I don't get it. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a it's a crazy story, and every, it, it, like every day, a new uh, piece comes out of it. So uh, you want to weigh in on that six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy, and then yeah, Joel Embiid. So, sorry, bud. You've uh, you've just earned yourself a solid D bag nominee. I'm the best, and isn't that ex- like verbatim what Giannis said last year? Yeah, I'm the best. There was a, maybe a little more colorful language, maybe some. I'm the effing MVP. Yeah, and I'm the effing best in the world. I think yeah. is what Giannis said. So. This is the Farm Report with Pam Young. 535 now as we get rolling on a Monday morning. Don't forget, we've got a winter weather advisory that's kicking into effect tomorrow morning at about 6 a.m. South Central, Southeast Wisconsin. They're telling me 6 to 11 inches of snow possible. That's kind of crazy, but at least now you know. I'm Pam Yankee. Now, 
From the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Monday. Not a lot of real big items uh, as far as this date in history. On this date, back in 1989, uh, Boeing 747 ripped open over the Pacific Ocean. Now, as tragic as that sounds, in reality, nine passengers lost their life. It was kind of an explosive decompression, but the pilots got Flight 811 down low enough so the rest of the people in the plane survived, but nine did lose their lives on this date back in 1989. And on this date back in 1920, the German Nazi Party was founded. Adolf Hitler became their leader on this date back in 1921, and now you know. Better news from the Wisconsin Cattlemen's Conference that wrapped up on Saturday in Wisconsin Dells. Such a great group of folks. I want to make sure we recognize all the award winners from Friday evening's big awards banquet. Congratulations to Paige Gaffney. She picked up the Wisconsin Cattlemen's Young Producers Scholarship. She used that scholarship recently to attend the National Cattlemen's Beef Association Convention. And also congratulations to Scott Hoffman from Richland County. He was the Beef Quality Producer of the Year. Beef Quality Assurance Producer of the Year, Scott Hoffman from JNS Angus Farms in Richland County. The Environmental Stewardship Award went to the Arndt Family Farms in Rock County. The friend of the cattleman to Bill Hoffman. He is the Monroe County Extension Agent. And the Cattleman of the Year on Friday night, recognizing Marta Angus from Lodi. They started their herd in 1940 when Dave Quam bought his first Angus female to start his 4-H project. Today, Marta Angus has about 170 purebred Angus cows along with 900 crop acres. Uh, The family stays very involved in the beef industry, not just at home, but across the state. Terry Quam has served as president of the Wisconsin Cattlemen's Association and chaired the legislative committee for nearly 20 years. Ardell Quam has served not only on the Wisconsin Beef Council as uh, their compliance officer, but also past president of the Wisconsin Beef Expo and currently a board member as well is active in the farm. Cody, their son, has been involved in the Wisconsin uh, Beef uh, Expo and is on the board. Son Brady just elected to the Lodi Fair Ag Board and daughter Bailey is working at the Wisconsin Veterinary Medicine Association. So that family continues to stay active in Wisconsin agriculture, Wisconsin's beef industry. Congratulations again. Cattleman of the Year, Marta Angus from Lodi. Say, have you heard of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation? Yes, it's a grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for a number of money-saving member benefits on equipment, autos, travel, and insurance. Get more details at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. As a proud sponsor of the WIAA, they care about your community like you do. They believe the communities that support their athletes are the true champions. Visit RuralMutual.com slash WIAA to learn how they support high school athletics. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. 
It looks like it is going to be a very bleak Monday in Chicago and on Wall Street this morning. Right now, they're projecting because of the coronavirus, the Dow Jones Industrial Average could drop more than 600 points because of the coronavirus cases that are being counted up outside of China. A fourth person died in Italy. They've got more than 130 confirmed cases there. South Korea continues to see an escalation in coronavirus cases. And areas like Iran, Afghanistan, Pakistan are also on the radar. So coronavirus is hanging over the markets today, not just on Wall Street, but our commodities as well. Overnight, December corn down another three cents right now at three eighty three. November soybeans are down seven cents right now at nine ten. The July new crop wheat currently eight and a half cents lower at five forty three a bushel. In our backyard this morning, starting off on a Monday, Lacrosse has cash corn at three seventy or three fifty six. New crop at three forty five. Cash beans in Lacrosse eight sixty one. New crop at eight seventy two. Mauston cash corn three fifty five. New crop three thirty eight. Cash beans eight thirteen. New crop at eight sixteen. In Sauk City, as well as Beaver Dam, cash corn three fifty eight. New crop three forty eight. Cash beans eight eighteen. New crop at eight thirty. Cottage Grove's got cash corn at three fifty five. New crop at three fifty six. Cash beans eight thirteen. New crop at eight thirty six. And in Jefferson, cash corns at three fifty eight. New crop three fifty three. Cash beans eight thirteen. New crop eight thirty six. Rolling into a Monday. Friday in Chicago, barrel cheese gained a half a cent to one fifty nine. Forty pound block cheese down three and a quarter cents. Closed the week at one seventy six and three quarters. And double A butter was unchanged one seventy five and a half per pound. Fluid milk in overnight trade is also losing ground. March milk's down eight right now at sixteen fifty six. April milk down a nickel at sixteen fifty one a hundredweight. As if coronavirus wasn't enough, let's remember China, for example, still working through the African swine fever situation. Now, remember, China has lost, what, about 50 percent of their hogs. And did you realize 50 percent of China's hogs equals about as many hogs as we've got in all of the United States? So this is a big deal. Norman Biesick is the vice president of international marketing for the pork checkoff. And he says, trying to get your arms around the African swine fever situation only becomes more complicated because of coronavirus. As customers are importing product, they obviously have to pay for it. And they have a credit facility and working capital to enable them to keep doing business. We have seen that slowed down as the ports slow down and the whole supply chain slows down. They're not able to turn the inventory as fast. And so that's put some financial pressure. One of the things the government did was extend the New Year holiday. And so we haven't seen the ports get back up to full speed and work like they were in clearing the meat. And so getting it through customs and then the deliveries from the port to the end locations have certainly been disrupted. I don't know that we can quantify that, but we've certainly heard anecdotal stories where cities or provinces and different people have built berms to try and contain people movement and things like that. And that has limited the ability to move product within that country.
So coronavirus, African swine fever, those are the stories continuing to unfold in China in regards to the pork market. That is the vice president of international marketing for the pork checkoff, Norman Bisick. The story is pretty much done down at the state capitol. What did Wisconsin agriculture get when it comes to final policy for the governor's desk? Talking about it next. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Two one one makes a difference in the lives of millions of Americans every year. Do you need help paying the utilities bill, finding housing, buying food, assessing job training, navigating veteran services, or dealing with a crisis? Call two one one today to speak with a specialist. They'll make sure you're put in touch with the right resources. Call two one one today for help available twenty four seven. Two one one is provided by United Way of Dane County and supported by the employees at this station of Midwest Family Madison. My husband had purchased something at another store. He was very unhappy with the quality of it, so we started talking about looking at different places. She bought me something, so then I decided to buy her a little something, and we weren't happy with it. It was from a different jeweler. We went into Chalmers and just started looking around with the intention of purchasing something that was already made, but then kind of got inspired to do something together that was unique for us. It really isn't any more expensive to do like you know a one-of-a-kind custom piece. Chalmers just really makes it a fun experience. We wanted to use her diamonds, and then we just added a few more diamonds and changed the white gold to platinum. So it's a piece that's new, but still old. It turned out how I hoped it would. I love it. It's beautiful. I get a lot of compliments on it. It's sparkly, and uh, it just really makes me feel good to wear. Chalmers Jewelers in Middleton and Madison. Hi, I'm Julie Bowen for the March of Dimes, asking you to help save premature babies. As a mother of three healthy boys, it makes me sad to think that more than a million babies around the world die every year because they're born too soon, and that our country has one of the highest rates of infant death of any developed country. Let's work together for stronger, healthier babies. Visit MarchOfDimes.com to find out how you can make a difference in your community and around the world. She knows which came first, the chicken or the egg. This is exciting news to me. It's time for the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. All right, as we head our way towards 6 o'clock on a Monday morning, just want to remind you, tomorrow, John Heinberg, Market Advisor with Total Farm Marketing by Stuart Peterson, joining us live on the phone to let us know what direction the markets are headed. Hopefully a better direction tomorrow than they are today. As we wrap her up on a Monday morning, we need to kind of keep track of what's happening at the state capitol. Late on Friday, the Senate was still working through several different bills that could impact production agriculture. I got a chance to visit with Jordan Lamb, one of the lobbyists for our Wisconsin commodity groups and farm organizations. She was at the Wisconsin Cattlemen's Convention in Wisconsin Dells. As work continued at the Statehouse, I asked her to give me an update on what we knew as far as policy the governor could consider for his signature. So, so far, so the Assembly has acted on Tuesday night and Thursday night of this week, and these three bills have now been recommended and passed by both the Assembly and the Senate. The first is to eliminate the mileage restriction for a farmer commercial driver's license exemption. This is Senator Petrowski and Representative Spiros legislation. It will help farmers who operate a, a commercial motor vehicle under that exemption to remove that 150 mile uh, 
uh, radius restriction just makes business easier for yep. farmers. Right, yeah, and then people have to understand a lot of these business, these custom operators and that, they go a lot farther than 150 miles. So like you said, ease of operation. So we're glad to see that one. What else did we get? So Senator Markline had identified an issue with the manufacturing and agricultural tax credit that inadvertently was um, pulling crop insurance proceeds away from the credit. So if you earned income from farming and harvested your crop, you it was subject to the credit. If you lost your crop and collected crop insurance proceeds, you were taxed. So this legislation that Senator Markline and Representative Ruwink have has passed both houses. It, it will be available for consideration by the governor, and it will allow crop insurance proceeds to also be subject to the MAC credit. Yeah, well, you know, that's one of those simple things. Howard Markline, if you didn't know an accountant by training, and thank goodness, because that's how we caught that kind of thing. Otherwise, it's been there for a long time would have gone under the radar. We did get a third item that's been supported by both the Assembly and the Senate and can be considered by the governor and that's something that really anybody in animal agriculture should be paying attention to. It is. This is a voluntary statute so that's a little unusual. We don't usually pass voluntary laws but this statute, um, this bill authored by Representative Gary Tauken and Senator Andre Jacques, would create a voluntary animal identification program. This would require DATCAP to create this voluntary program for people who have livestock registered on a premises to also register their 15-digit RFID tags for, to identify individual animals. In the event that we have a biosecurity crisis um, or USDA suddenly requires states to have animal traceback, having this in place in Wisconsin ahead of time will help us be able to respond to that. So again, this is voluntary, but it's going to create that animal identification system that in the future we can implement and will help us both, you know, on the export side and right. in the event that we have a biosecurity event. Right, right. It's uh, another one of those steps where we may see a Wisconsin brand that eventually is developed to help us market a, a value-added product. Now, in hindsight, Jordan, we talked about how agriculture really got front and center. The other big issue was water. Are there any other items that we need to, and like we said, the dust has still got to settle. The governor ultimately will still have final say on a lot of these things. What about the water legislation that came out of the task force and uh, was part of the ag coalition conversation? Anything in particular you want farmers, landowners, growers to be paying attention to uh, from here on out? So with regard to legislation, there were 13 bills that mm -hmm. came out of the Speaker's Water Task Force. Three of those um, would create additional funding mechanisms and programs that would be aim resources at farmers to engage from the ground up in implementing water quality improvement strategies. Those three bills, all of those water task force bills have passed the assembly and they're in the senate available for consideration the senate is still working yep. so we'll have to wait and see what what they send forward and then after the legislature adjourns you're going to want to pay attention to the department of natural resources they are working on an administrative rule revision to nr 151 that would address establishing a targeted performance standard for application of nitrates over farmland in Wisconsin. That issue is one that's going to probably be the water issue that you and I talk about for the next couple of years. Um, the focus is not just in the legislature, but also at the agencies. Well, that's something we want to make sure we're differentiating. Although the Assembly and the Senate are gassed because they've been trying to get through things before the end of their calendar, this agency work does not necessarily have a, a specific clock. It kind of continues 
uh, because it is an agency. In this case, it continues. So this administrative rule that they're looking at to rewrite NR 151 was opened before the legislative yep. session adjourned, and so it continues. So after the legislature gavels out and they go and run for their 2020 elections, mm -hmm. DNR keeps working on those rules, so we keep working with DNR on those rules. That doesn't stop. And you mentioned in previous conversations we've had, this one is a gorilla, folks. I don't care if you're a big, small, uh, north-south sand clay farmer. You believe that this one could change everybody and how they farm. Right now, we don't know what the parameters are for what the rule would look like. So absolutely, it has the potential to affect farming in several areas in Wisconsin. And um, is not limited to just dairy, is not limited to just a particular region. For right now, I think everybody should be paying attention to the nitrate issue. Now, what happens to you? Are you like Cinderella and you, uh, you're done with the ball now and you go home? Uh, how, do, do we collapse with a bottle of red for a couple hours? Or how, you know, how do you proceed from here, Jordan? Because I don't want people thinking, oh, well, now she's done. I, I'm going to collapse a little bit, but no, we're not done. So once the legislature adjourned, like I said, we keep working with the agencies on the rulemaking, and then the governor will start developing his budget bill this summer. Okay. So even though the budget bill traditionally is not introduced into the legislature until the end of January or beginning of February of the next session, there's a lot of time put in behind the scenes with the agencies and with the administration to develop that budget bill. So we will absolutely want to be a part of that process and looking at those programs that support agriculture at the university, at the Department of Agriculture, Trade and Consumer Protection, and in other areas. Jordan Lamb along with us from DeWitt Law. She is one of the lobbyists for many of our farm organizations and commodity groups. One item I want to leave the audience with, Jordan, is one that you hear repeatedly. We just heard it here at the Wisconsin Cattlemen's Convention. We fall into this uh, rut of big versus small uh, you know, we start talking about practices, size of operation. You and Terry Quam both made the point. In the circles where you're involved in discussion, Wisconsin agriculture cannot afford to pit against one another. Help us better understand how really small we are, even if we're the biggest economic driver in the state. So farming is a very small percentage of the population. Farmers are a very small percentage of the population. But we do have a huge economic engine in Wisconsin. Regardless, though, making that connection between farming and the legislature, the people in Madison who make the laws that affect your business and environmental regulations, means we all have to work together all the time. And what Terry and I were saying is as soon as you start dividing up the agriculture family, either pitting small against large or northern versus southern or take your division, you've chipped away at our ability to really communicate as a cohesive industry with the legislature and we everyone pulling in the direction. Traditionally in agriculture, if we can't agree, then we back off on that issue. We work on issues together on issues that we can agree on. Um, it's been a long-standing tradition has worked really well in uh, representing of farmers in Wisconsin, and I don't think we should change course. Man, I'll tell you, one of the hardest working gals on behalf of all of Wisconsin agriculture, that's Jordan Lamb, a lobbyist for some of our commodity groups and farm organizations, kind of wrapping it up with us as far as this session goes for the policy that farmers will have to live with. Now, like I said, Senate was still working through some of the details, so we'll try to get an update on that. And of course, as Jordan pointed out, we've got the 13th 
13 different legislative bills, all under the Water Quality Task Force. We'll have to work through those details as well. But at least you've got kind of a general picture of things as we start off our Monday. Like I said, tomorrow, John Heinberg with the Total Farm Marketing by Stuart Peterson Group going to be checking in with us and letting us know what's happening with the markets. Enjoy the weather we've got today. She's changing tomorrow. This is the Farm Report.